This podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and spoilers. My name's Peach, and for the past couple of years, I've been helping my friend Shag overcome his childhood aversions to everyday foods in the podcast Fussy Eater. Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooker. You fuck around and you find out. It's one of the more enjoyable, engaging memes pulsing through culture at the moment because I think it's about something genuine. It's about, you know, accountability. If you're going to fuck around, then you're going to find out. And so your boy Peach has been on this podcast for a little while and, you know, in other places as well, being like, hey, I may just be the fucking goat. Uh, If someone else reckons they want to tangle, well... You know, you fuck around and you find out, and and yeah, you know, and let's and let's find out. Let's do it. Well, uh, your boy Peach uh, found out at about five p.m. this afternoon that I'd be running a court hearing alone tomorrow, and alone <laughs> means without the kind of normal support structures I'd normally have of like one or two barristers who I'd be sitting behind being like, going like, oh, yes. And, <laughs> you know, a couple of juniors being like, just get all that stuff together. It's just like, it's just your boy. And um, Shag, I've been fucking around for a while now and um, I'm about to find out. And so if I sound a little bit distracted, it's because uh, I don't often draft cross-examination questions. And cross-examination, as you know, is one of the more theatrical elements of my job of like, Shag, you think this, don't you? And it's like, well, <laughs> as someone who thinks that, you obviously think this. <laughs> and it's a really funny thing because you're like drafting a script, assuming the other side of the script is going to be like, oh, fuck off, Peach. And, <laughs> and all the questions are like, we're all just normal and nice and reasonable, aren't we? And it's like, yeah, of course we are. It's like, and you'd only do normal, nice, just reasonable stuff, wouldn't you? It's like, yeah, yeah, I love reasonable stuff. And like, so you wouldn't do dumb stuff, would you? You wouldn't do stuff that you think was dumb. It's like, no, I'd never do dumb stuff. Uh, so it's all it's all good fun, Shaq, fucking around around here and finding out. So, so I'm guessing that because this has only come up tonight or this afternoon mm. this mm. isn't the sort of legal issues you were talking about <gasps> on last week's part <laughs> do you remember how i mentioned a tiktok and shag i say that in the theater of the podcast we're co-hosting you know exactly what i'm referring I to i do know i do know that was just that was just me trying to act like it was all a surprise i think we probably should talk about this because in terms <laughs> of like fucking around and finding out pitch mm-hmm. What's going on? Tell us what happened. So, firstly, someone else fucked around, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it started. Um, and this someone else is a content creator on TikTok, and they're a legal content creator. And um, they are someone I used to work with, and they are someone who I've sort of not quite mentored, but I've sort of been shouted out by them as like influencing their journey. And who there are old TikToks of me being like, follow this person, they're cool, and trying to build their account for them. They've now graduated well past wherever I got to and I've got like 130,000 
followers or had about that amount up until some recent developments. I should also point out for anyone who's vaguely, like you probably understand, but every now and then I feel like saying, just so you know, yes, we are Peach and Chag who host Spurku, but Peach is also mm. a legal talk influencer who speaks about law and has a pretty solid following um, on TikTok. And so often when he talks about his work and the law side of things, that's where he's coming from. That's the perspective he's coming from. Peach, pl- please continue. I consider myself more a thinkfluencer, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's just my way of going about it. A winfluencer. Uh, <laughs> we'll rise oh, and grind one day. Oh, <laughs> How good is that? Uh, it's, it's good. Well, anyway, okay. So, so this person who you- So this person, This yeah. person who is something of like has has been a mentor figure for you in, in your career. Oh, or, yeah. Like, there's also been a mentor figure for me. Yeah, that's right. And you both shouted each other out. Mm. W- what happened with this person? So they uh, reviewed a restaurant that had a special that's named after a public holiday um, that is listed in Australia on the 26th of January. Uh, I'm not planning to name the public holiday. People can catch feelings about that. And the nature of the TikTok was, hey, this is a review. There's a special based on the 26th of January. It's special X. Um, Anyway, cheers. That's the balance of my review. And and. Um, the, this, this creator has a fairly, look, it's, it's quite attractive, like, like quite, quite a sort of flippant tone of walking through the world with sort of a social suit of armour on, just sort of slightly gormlessly, but sort of with a whole heap of confidence and chutzpah walking into situations. Peach, can we not say... The, we about can. The, can we can't... Oh, no, can we not? Is this, is this going to be used look, in court no, no, against No, 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 we can. Look, it's... Oh, no, no, no. Um, I didn't mean her name. I just like, Oh, we can say that. Like, maybe we can say Australia Day. And uh, so, but, for people, again, like, you, yeah. you might not understand, like, Australia's at this weird time when mm. it's been, like, what, 200 years since we were colonised, a bit bit more. Invaded, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, mm. uh, you know, I've, I feel like those words are kind of interchangeable. Mm. And we're now starting to come to grips with the fact that, oh, maybe... History didn't start 200 years ago for this country, number one. And number two, maybe having a day that celebrates colonization is like super insensitive and shouldn't be this this traditional. And like Australians have a major problem with binge drinking and it was always like a big drinking holiday. And Mm. it's like, hey, maybe it shouldn't be this big celebratory, you know, summer like fun time holiday. And over the past couple of years, People have kind of stopped celebrating this holiday. And in fact, mm. to the point where, as Peach rightly puts, people just call it January 26th. A lot of companies have come to the table, like my company, mm. for example, a big you know, advertising corporation are basically like, you don't have to take this as a public holiday. And in fact, you can sub any other day as your public holiday if you want to just work that day. Like, it's, it's a, it, it is a very interesting time in Australia because we mm. actively as like a, a community of people, you know, 25 million people mm. reckoning with our history. Which leads to the this creator's talk. And I, and you can bleep it out earlier. Maybe don't bleep it out. Like, what do you, like, tell me, like, it'll be interesting. Like, either way, what, when people listen to this, what do you think? Yeah, leave it in, leave it in. <laughs> no, don't, because that's how you got into trouble in the first place. I'm going to well, bleep it just to be safe. I'm going to okay. bleep it just to be safe. 
you bleep whatever you want. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> anyway, any anyway, this person does this does this review, and there are comments underneath saying, "Hey, I'm um, using the name for the 26th January public holiday. Actually, it's quite problematic, and for some members of this country, it's really quite inflammatory." But and wasn't so- even that like the content? Because I saw the TikTok, even though it was deleted, mm. and the TikTok mm. was basically like. Why should I feel bad for that's genocide? That's the next one. No, that's the response to these comments. Oh, that's the response. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, it's like, uh, I've caught a little bit of hate. You know, look, I'll be honest. You know, I've owned up and it's like, uh, have you seen the calendar? Have you seen what day it's called here? I'm just calling it the day. I'm just calling it the name that the restaurant had. Can't we all just fucking grow up and stop worrying about this stupid shit? Am I right? It's a public holiday. I like to celebrate with my family. It's like Christmas. It, it was. Course. It was really weird. It was like no, no, no. Because the, again, the creator was like, "It's like Christmas for people with young families. We shouldn't have to be sitting around thinking about genocide <laughs> when we work hard all year. And some people yeah. don't work hard, but we work hard, and we deserve to have time with our family." It was. It just, it was just like, and especially for TikTok, which is like Gen Z central and Gen Z are <laughs> yeah. super, super sensitive about stuff and sensitive in a good way, right? I'm not trying to be like, yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. a super like understanding of issues mm. like this. So, of course, everybody hated this, like yeah, hated yeah, yeah. this video. I'm not even on TikTok, but the moment you search this video, it's yeah, just yeah. reply after reply from yeah. young creators, a lot of First Nation creators, but a lot of just young Australian creators being like, mm. what the fuck is this video? And so I had to respond as well. I considered that I had to respond because um, I'm lucky enough to have a few followers and some of those followers are First Nations people. And so they might scroll back through my stuff to be like, hmm, pretty interesting. Your boy Peach is back here being like, follow this creator. They're great. <laughs> um and so I put on a talk that was like, hey, let's do full disclosure. Uh, firstly, I worked with this person. I've endorsed this person. I send them work. They send work to me. Let's just clear the air here. Uh, they've made some comments recently. No, I don't agree with these racist comments. And I don't support racist views. And um, in fact, I always was, always will be. Let's do our best to not celebrate genocide if we can. And I mean, the thing was, like, you were still like, you weren't like, fuck this person forever. You were like, I compl- like, I denounce these views. Like, that was yeah. it. That was the point of your video. And, so, and, and mm. it was a relatively small video for you compared to a lot of the other replies that were massive and, like, yeah. going viral. Yeah, it didn't really pop off. Um, but interestingly, the, the creator had been in a rhythm of blocking all the First Nations creators and other people who were commenting under their videos to be like, oh, could you please think about walking back these very problematic things you've <laughs> said and, and you're trying to educate, but but often in a confrontational way, as you can imagine, to be like, oh, the uh, internet works. It's can you stop saying racist stuff <laughs> if that's okay? So I was blocked by this creator um, and look, I don't need to go all into it, but it's like, what was that post? I'm not racist. I don't have racist views. I've had thousands of messages from, of support from people who don't know me, but who understand I was just flippant about it all and not racist. Can't believe you're jumping on the me hate train. And I was just like, yeah, okay, well, I'll just let that go. And this is my former employer, right? So I then get a call from the boss of that law firm, who's also my former employer, being like, oh, Peach, I'm, you know, who's not a young person and not a uh, person of any marginalised gender or marginalised part of society. So, so TikTok doesn't play a big part of his life. Um, and 
didn't fully understand was just like, hey, can you just take it down? And I was like, look, my brand is associated with this person and I need to have it on the record being like, no, I don't support these racist views. And so what you'll have now, and Shag, I'll leave it in your hands as to whether it's good podcast content. I reckon it's reasonably good. Um, is you'll have my walking back TikTok that hilariously popped off hugely more than the original one. And so hopefully had almost the opposite effect that the creator intended of highlighting the racist views uh, that you know, they are out there celebrating and doing their best to spread far and wide. I mean, look, I don't think we need to put it in there. I, I just mm. think we need to put it out there that it's like I kind of love that you fucked around and found out in the best way in which you sort of said something mm. and were basically almost sued for defamation for it. There was going to be a yeah, there was going to be a concerns notice. Um, and there are a couple of very good defamation lawyers who I'm sort of friends with, and, and some of them have more you, you, you know have more prominence than others. Um, who are like Paige? If a def- if if a concerns notice comes, um, we're going to uh, reply and make public the reply of like. Yeah, sorry, we were just explaining that the views were super racist. So can you explain why? <laughs> can you explain why it's a problem? And so if a concerns notice had come, it would have been it would have been good fun. Which is not to say come at me, but it sort of is. Like there's just a whisper of come at me, a whisper of like, hmm, you must think you've been defamed. Hey, yeah, well, you you know, you you, you actually do know where I live, so and you do know where I work. So yeah, maybe do come at me. Yeah, I've said before that, like, everything mm. doesn't have to be content, but it's kind of wild that the, the views that, I guess, mm. that, that we've developed, uh, like, and, you know, felt quite strongly about over the mm. past couple of years of doing this pod mm. have almost le- led to you getting, like, sued from, like, an angry <laughs> creator. Like, that's kind of amazing. There are all these rules I was looking into about when a solicitor can act for themselves and when they win they can claim their own legal costs against the other side. <laughs> so, so I was running the scenario of, so let's say I get sued. And, and look, I, I mean, I know what defences I'd employ, so, so, so I'm really quite confident in my position. And I was like, yeah, yeah, great. I'd just start recording my time in a file like this. I'd charge at a rate like this. Uh, I'd, you know, I'd accrue disbursements like this. And this would be the way that I'd, you, you, you know, like the way that I'd frame things. Or in the alternative, I'd, I'd take advantage of one of these offers someone to act for me. And so I was really ready to fuck around and find out. And you've got to remember as well, like it sounds Mm. like like we, Australia does not have a, Mm. like a bill of rights, right? Like there's no Mm. freedom of speech. So defamation Mm. laws are way more hardcore here over here. Uh, No, are they not? I think they are. We're more litigious here, certainly. Like people people will shoot off a concerns notice at, you know, their mother's group, Facebook group type, type scenario. Yeah. In fact, yeah, that's fair. Anyway, um, I'm having a good time, Shag. Like, I'm sorry to clean out my closet here. <laughs> I'm sorry to keep fucking around and finding out. Well, it's just <laughs> weird when we have these like, like, kind of serious episodes. It's like, mm. like, and to, you, you know, like this pod, you know, and I hope it's the same for you. Like, you know, I was, mm. uh, we've, I was chatting to one of the awesome people who follow us and message us mm. now and again, talking about how they have like a bit of a ritual every week listening to this pod. Oh, and so good. It's the same for us. And mm. obviously, yes, usually we get on and we're just like, la, 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 la. But Peach, I'm glad you could share that because I know it's actually been like weighing on you. Yeah, it's been a funny, funny time. I'm sorry you had to like do like a 
like a reply video and like had to take down the original one because of the legal implications that like that. Really I, I know sucks. we should be changing the topic and I really appreciate that. But like, you know, you and I, you've been a huge support to me always and including through this little bumpy phase. Like there is something about like, I know it's so touchy feely, but the living your values and it's not always easy to live your values, but sometimes, you, you know, you'll always kind and you, you kind of know and it was one of those weird experiences of like, oh, I know exactly what I should be doing. I'm a bit scared of the blowback, but I should be doing should be doing it anyway because it's consistent with my values. And that's what this podcast has taught us, Shag. I should avoid horror films. That is consistent with my values. And like, yes, our heads will still be on stakes when the revolution mm-hmm. comes, but I'm glad. They should be. That's consistent <laughs> with my values. <laughs> we will deserve it. Um, Pitch, let's, I, change, I, let's talk about a horror film. Which horror <laughs> film should we talk about? <laughs> All right, sick. Okay. Um, mm. um, uh, today we're doing a... Am I choosing, am I? Uh, Lord Mo Man. <laughs> Lord Mo Man. We're not doing the Lord Mo Man. I'm just actually really thrown, and I've got sort of two choices, and I'm not sure which to go with. All right, so, listeners, you decide. If you lean to the left, you know which one will be going. <laughs> but if you lean to the right, then Shag's going to choose the one for you. No, no. Um, uh, Do it alphabetical. Alphabetical. All right. Okay, cool. That's fine. All right. Today we're doing a... And in fact, even in the Spanish name or the English name, <laughs> it's still the first one. So th- this actually works really well. Today we're doing a 2022 Spanish horror thriller called piggy Sick. pig e pig ear piggy no no piggy, piggy. like p-i-g-g-y although nice. in spanish it's called um god i'm gonna pronounce this wrong because i can't roll my r's but uh cerdita like c-e-r-d-i-t-a which also means like little pig cerdita oink 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 Jag, I could not tell you what that was about at <laughs> all. I'm excited. It's it's super. It's it's a weird film. It's one of those films where mm. I saw like quite a while ago because it got an early release, maybe early 2022 mm. at film festivals where there's always like a horror section. Mm. And weirdly, mm. I saw it at a film festival, but then I had to leave early to go and DJ, so I never knew how it ended. And oh, you did have to leave it. Sorry, not spot I, on time. I literally had to leave early and I didn't know <clears> how it ended. And because it was a film festival, there was no Wikipedia synopsis and there was uh, no release yet. So I actually didn't know how it ended until last week when <clears> it showed up on one of the streaming services. And I was like, oh, my God, I can see how it ends. <laughs> and, and, then, and then I was like, oh, fuck, we need to talk about this film because... It actually ended like it's it's pretty good. It's pretty interesting. It's a really interesting spin on a slasher film, and it it actually showed up on a lot of um, Spanish speaking end of year lists for film. And it's it's definitely worth talking about. Mm. 
We should talk about it. We should do it on our horror movie podcast. <laughs> the tone's so weird. I feel weird. Like, I really want to just slip back into into Spooko, but it's like, it's, whew, it's. I'm down. I'm down. Shag, don't worry. I'll throw you on my back. Like, like this is, you know, all hot streaks have to have to win somewhere. <laughs> no, no, Peach, it's like that, like Jesus metaphor. I'll look back and I'll only see one set of footprints <laughs> and you'll be like, prints. that's where I carried the pod, Shag. That's, <laughs> where, <laughs> that's where it was me. Just just fucking like running this episode. I must say, I do love the idea that I would ever be carrying the pod. Like, <laughs> as if it's like a oh, page, all the work he does for the podcast. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, mm. like I said before, it's a, it's a, it's, it's like a, it's a horror thriller. Mm. It's essentially a slasher, but mm. it has a really interesting take on the slasher. And it's one of those things that I love people do with horror where there's very strict sort of genre rules. So, mm. you can play around with them to tell very different and sort of contemporary stories. Mm. And in this case, the film's called Piggy because mm. it's set around this girl called Sarah who's overweight. Mm. And so the town basically, and including her family, kind of just dehumanize her. She has the nickname Serdita, which means like little piggy, which I was talking to Spanish-speaking people at work and I was just like, what does this word mean and what's the vibe of the word? Mm. And they were like, look, some... It, depending on like who's saying it, some families might use it as like a term of affection, like "oh, my little cute little piggy," right? Like mm. it actually, you know, which which is would be a weird thing to say, I think, in English, but you know, in Spanish, it's like, "oh no, it can actually be kind of cute," but it would often be used derogatorily. Yes, I understand. And and, and so basically, like, it's sort of like what happens if the worst kind of people who dehumanize you start getting picked off by a serial killer, like, would you be like, that's not a bad thing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. And it's not a, com- like, I mean, there's co- comedic elements because, like, Spanish film is, like, they just throw everything in the wall. It's amazing. Mm. But it it just immediately puts the audience in a weird space where kind of from the beginning and for a lot of the film, the killer who is very bad and barely speaks is kind of a good guy. Good guy serial killer, I do feel is a subgenre, but but I should say, Shaggy, I feel like we're always taking people behind the curtain of this podcast. I'm fucking terrified about tomorrow's hearing, so it's gone to speed <laughs> mode. It's gone to right, motor okay. mode. All right, all right, okay, okay. So let's let's do this film. So Sarah labeled Serdita by bully Macca and her friends mm. uh, Rocky and Claudia. In fairness, a lot of bullies called Macca at our high school as well. That's <laughs> they a good, were actually, <laughs> it's a good bully name <laughs> because there's lots of there's lots of like people from like uh, you Anglo, know an Irish Scottish, Scottish English background. Yeah. So that's a lot of Mook names, mm. and in Australia everything gets shortened, so any Mook name just becomes Macca immediately, and so. You're going to find a lot of like bullies because the bullies are often like, you know, the white kids. Mm. And you're going to, so you're going to just naturally, that's Peach, that's such a good point. You're going to actually find a lot of bullies, even in Australian high schools to this day, who are called Macca. Really Mm. good point. Uh, So, (laughs) Macca, Rocky and Claudia Mm. bully uh, Sarah, who's an overweight teenager uh, living in a small town in Estremadura, which is this weird part of Spain. My understanding of Spain is it's a bunch of territories that just hate each other and all want independence. Italy style. Italy style. I think maybe all of Europe's like this. Okay. Estremadura, I think, is an is like an independent or like a, not a sovereign state, but, you know, like exists within Spain, yeah, okay. but sort of manages itself. Yeah. It's, it's right on the border of Portugal. It's landlocked. But mm. also 
It looks like the Australian bushland. When you're watching uh, this film, you could be watching like Wolf Creek or something. Yeah, it's see. really weird how similar a Streamadura bush is to Australian bush. But anyway. So there probably are people called Mac. Oh my God. Okay. All right. So just picture that in your head when we're talking mm. about this film. Small town. It's also a real, like it's a big province with like a population of like 150,000. So. Sparsely yeah, populated. Mm. There are very there's Spanish villages, so it's very much it's still that old school like how you picture a village. Mm. But picture a Spanish village in the Australian bush with not too many people. Everyone knows each other. Mm. Everyone's nosy. Hyper Spanish people, so super quick speaking, mm. super like expressionistic. Like it's it's the it's the whole nine yards. Anyway, mm. okay. One day during the summer, Sarah decides to visit the local swimming hole, and she goes by herself because there's an implication that. She's not going to be welcome when others are around. Mm. And it strongly reminds me, and in no way am I comparing this, but, Mm. like, there were definitely places in our high school that we weren't allowed to go or times of the Mm. day when we weren't allowed to, like, and it's just by the fact that the bullies would make it clear that Mm. you're not allowed to be here. Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let's not go down that end of the yeah. fucking whatever. And your parents like, would be like, why can't you go down there? And you'd be like, oh, just, just. Uh, my mum tells the worst story, right, of uh, dropping me off in like year 11, which is, you know, you've been there for five years. And she's yeah. like, hey, I'll just drop you here. And apparently, like, I don't remember this, but so because they're like, no, 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 not here, not here, not here, just a little bit further. Um, and she was like, oh, fuck, I've been sending this kid to this fucking school <laughs> for five years. I mean, that's the thing. It's like <laughs> mm. b- bullying is like dehumanizing. It's like mm. you're not allowed to exist in the world mm. in the way you want to. Like it's mm. so utterly fucked. So anyway, she's at the local swimming pool swimming by herself only to be discovered by the three bullies who torment her and while she's in the water, steal her backpack and her clothes. Now, she doesn't have a car or a bike, anything. So, mm. she basically has to walk back to town in her swimmers, like, down these, like, dirt roads. Mm. And it's just, like, it's just, it's so, it, it's such a, like, unbelievably harshly done scene. It's like in rape revenge films where the first half of the film, you're like, I can't wait for these men to be killed. And when they get killed, you're like, fuck yes. You just want those bullies to fucking die. Anyway, while she's walking home, Mm. she's harassed by a group of men and escapes onto a side road where she sees a parked van, Mm. which initially, unbeknownst to her, an unnamed man is using to tie up and kidnap the bullies. Now, the bullies are all like, they're like teenage girls, right? So Mm. it's sort of like, there's definitely like a gross implication to what Uh, the serial killer is doing. And he's he's not a good guy. But, but despite his serial killing, he's not a good besides, guy. Yeah. <laughs> despite, this is yeah. what it does. It yeah, fucks yeah. with your morals. Anyway, so uh, Claudia appears in the back window, hand mm. on the thing, and he's like, Sarah, oh, my God, it's me. Help. Oh, my God, it's helps here. Help me. <clears throat> Sarah ignores her pleas for help, and she keeps walking as the kidnapper who was also present in the pool and saw what happened, mm. leaves her Claudia's towel before driving off. That's cool. That right? is really cool. Yes. So Sarah wraps the towel around her, goes home, and decides to not tell anybody what happened, nor that she was at the pool. News reaches the town that the pool's yeah, lifeguard- Look, I want to get out of here ASAP, but can I just interrupt for a compliment? <laughs> that, that's, that's really cool. Like, I think that's really good plotting. Isn't that a good little dilemma to put someone in? Well, it's great. And keep in mm. mind that it's like 
she's treated like like she's she had there's it's a no win situation right mm. if she tells like she'll be in trouble regardless because yep. nobody treats her seriously or really as a person mm. but if she doesn't tell like she's leaving people to like it's like she actually she's put into this like awful it, situation it sort of is impossible yeah wow what a great dilemma wow so news reaches the town that the pool's lifeguard has been found dead and that its waitress has gone missing along with the three girls mm. sarah and her mother asun go to the pool where Sarah is questioned by both Asun and the local civil guard about what she saw and denies having been at the pool that afternoon. Mm. Later that night, Sarah realises that she can track her mobile phone, which the girls had stolen the previous day, to help determine the whereabouts of the bullies. She steals her father's phone and ventures into the forest, where she manages to locate her backpack and phone. Yeah, wow. Now- there's also a search party happening at the same time. So she's kind of having to hide from the search party. And while she's hiding, mm. she has a second encounter with a kidnapper who basically puts his like hand at like just basically yes, like shh, yes, yes. sort of warns her to be quiet. Yeah. And starts to display some sort of affection towards her before escaping. Yes. Now he's a really big guy. Mm. And I think there's some implication that he understands what she's going through. Like, there's some implication uh, okay. that he sees a little bit of him in her. Okay. A sort of word, wordless implication. But, it's but, wordless implication. He barely we're, speaks. He's we're like, reading that. Yeah, okay. He's like Hodor or something. That's a Game of Thrones reference. But, like, he's like- Loved it. Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's, he's like a big, wordless, hulking man. Mm. Okay. At the same time, mm. some fam- like I said before, at the same time, some family members of the missing girls, including Claudia's mother, Eleanor, undertake their own investigation in the forest, during which they find the body of the missing waitress. So, sorry, how many search parties are there now? Are there three? Well, there's the police are kind of like, they're small town police. Yeah, okay. So, the family's like, we're just going to go out and look anyway. And the police mm. are like, please don't get in the way of our investigation. And meanwhile, Sarah's kind of like the third solo search party mm. who was looking for the phone in the back. Would be classic Macca to be like, oh, sorry for interrupting. (laughs) (laughs) After Sarah returns home, Pedro, a friend of the missing girls, comes to her house and invites her out. He introduces her to marijuana and reveals that he knows she was lying about not being in the pool on the day the girls disappeared. He also reveals that the townspeople suspect him to be responsible for the disappearance because I think he was like, I, I, I haven't seen the first half of this film for like <laughs> a year. So, so I can, I can pinpoint yeah, yeah, remember nice. the final, you know, like mm, the final denouement. revelations in the film. Yeah, the denouement. Mm. But he's like a prime suspect, but he knows she was lying because I think he saw her walking back into town. Mm. And Sarah promises to disclose what she saw to the civil guard if he is arrested. So she's like, if something happens to you, I will say something. Fair. Everyone returns to the town where a hysterical Eleanor, who remembers the mother of Claudia, mm. attacks Sarah before Pedro reveals her truth to the assembled crowd. So Pedro basically betrays her and he's like, I didn't do anything. She was there. She was definitely there. So nice. Everybody turns on Sarah. Mm. Sarah's mom stands up for her, but Sarah's mom's also is also kind of fucked. And treats her like a child and also p- clearly secretly hates her, but defends her because they're family. And so Sarah is taken to the civil guard for questioning and begins to tell them the information she has, but the sudden onset of her period prevents further interrogation. And she sort of says she was there and she didn't say anything because she was embarrassed, but she doesn't say anything about seeing the killer. It's written by man. Uh... 
Because this feels like classic bloke writing of like, periods are crazy. <laughs> but weirdly not. It's directed and um, yeah, okay. uh, written by Carlotta Perida, who is okay. a- Well, hopefully handled, hopefully handled more tastefully than, yeah, good. Okay. Okay. So, unbeknownst to Sarah and her mother, mm. while this was happening, the kidnapper has come to their home. Because the kidnapper has started to develop a bit of a fixation- for Sarah, mm. he's up in her room, just like you know, going through her drawers, looking in her window, like just doing like serial killery stuff, like mm. just being tilting like, his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Mm. The dad comes upstairs, and the killer immediately just like bludgeons the shit out of him. We've had scenes; it's not in here, but we've had scenes where the whole family's kind of fucked to Sarah, mm. and she's got this little brother who's treated a lot better, and. She's just like, I don't know if you've ever mm. seen the Todd Solons movie, Welcome to the Dollhouse. No. She's just like, it's just not, like, it just sucks. Her existence just sucks. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so, unbeknownst to Sarah and son, the kidnappers come to their home mm. and she's attacked Sarah's father upstairs. Sarah and her mother have a heated argument during which the mother is about to hit her to be like, because mm. the mother's like, I washed the towel you brought home. That's Claudia's towel. It's not your towel. What have you done? Sarah's like I, can't, like, I can't believe you think I've killed somebody. You don't know me if you think I've killed somebody. I haven't killed anybody. Mm. The mum's about to slap her. Out of nowhere, the killer appears, grabs her hand, and then just knocks the mum out cold. Nice. And then grabs Sarah by the hand and takes her outside. He. When did you leave? When did you leave last year? Have you seen this now? Are we into uh, shag mystery phase? This is where I had to. So I <laughs> left when the killer was in her room. So this is where this is where it's all fresh in my mind. Okay. So ask let's get me any it. questions about this last paragraph, and I got you, Paige. I got you. Oh, you always do, Shag. You're a wonderful man. But but what I think is interesting about this point is, mm. up until now, you're given a reason to be like, yes, yeah, Sarah, go with this guy, right? Like, yes, I follow. Right? Like, mm. do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and he, he hasn't said anything. They get in the car, and I think the the only words he says in the whole film, he's like, "Are you okay?" And I don't think she really knows what to say. And there are a bunch of bullies who, like, are tormenting her when she gets in the car with him because they don't know what's going on. They're like, hey, you know, like, Piggy, like, I see you've, like, found someone. Hey, And, like, you know, and so he gets in the car with her and then reverses the van into where they are. So they have to, like, sort of jump over this ledge off the seat to get away from him. Mm. And you're kind of like, fuck, yeah, serial killer. Like, oh, yeah, no. you, do you know what I mean? You're like, yeah, yeah they, they deserve that. It's, it's, it's a morally strange film. Anyway, so, okay, so he takes There is Sarah- something to that, like, wish fulfillment fantasy of, like, oh, man, bully, my bullies suck, man, if only, yeah. Well, I mean, what's interesting about mm. it is, like, and that's a really good point because it's kind of like that thing about, like, oh, what would you do if a serial killer actually was targeting your bully yeah. and not targeting you? I'm would not sure it okay? would be good. Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, ah, no, it's actually not good. But yeah. it also doesn't go, it's not bad either. <laughs> <laughs> Mixed blessing. Yeah, nice. So he takes her to an abandoned abattoir mm. where he has been essentially based and keeping some mm. people hostage. I don't, like, uh, an abattoir feels like a very expensive building and, like, farmland. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe there are abandoned abattoirs around. Yeah. Lands at think, a premium. 
Yeah. Farming's really important right now. Maybe not in this region of Spain. Yeah, like, like Spain's not even like I mean it's big, but it's like what? It's the size of like Victoria or something, right? Like it's not. But are there ghost towns just in the world? I sort of feel like maybe in like manufacturing, like Rust Belt USA, perhaps. But like, but even then, even then, anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so he's he's camped mm. out at this abandoned abattoir, mm. and there Sarah discovers Rocky and Claudia who are still alive but have been gagged and hung from hooks by their hands. Mac is out of, out of the picture, I presume. Mac, when I yeah, first Yeah, because hang on. So I think, I think, oh, yeah. So she, she removes the gags and attempts to untie them, but here's mm. the kidnapper return. And so how, doesn't have time to untie them, just has their gags removed and goes to hide in the abattoir where she discovers Mac's decomposing body, mm. causes her to freak out, and the killer discovers her. One less Mac up. Mm. He embraces her, like, in, a, like, a strong way, but mm. then leads her back to the girls, puts a knife in her hand and sort of, you know, uh, gestures her to, to, to finish them off, right? Mm. And in that way where it's, 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 like, it's like what I said before. It's like he's like, you could, you could be me. I could, you know, this mm. could be, like, you could take over. For, like, I don't know what his, like, I don't know if he does this all the time. Like, they don't really explain if this is mm. something he always does or whether it's like, this is all for you. I'm doing this for you. And now you can finish them off. Like, it's not quite explained. I like how um, ambiguous mm. it is. Yeah, me too. She pretends to, like, raise her hand to, to hurt them, but instead turns around and tries to attack him. But he's super strong, grabs her hand and is, like, obviously hurt and is like, oh, fuck, well, now I have to kill you. There's a struggle. He grabs a shotgun. It accidentally goes off. It blows off Claudia's hand while she's still, like, hanging up there, which is really full-on and super full-on graphic. It wounds him as well because it's a shotgun blast, so I think it's, like, pellets, so it's, like, like a bit of a wider spread. So so one of the kidnapped girl's hands blown up. He's been hit in the side. She then jumps on him. And to kill him, just bites a chunk out of his neck, just like face forward, Whoa. just like like a fucking like like a wolf or like, something. Like 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 how I yeah. talk about how if somebody did anything to Golden Child, how I would just go into like an animal rage. She just goes into like proper primal rage and mm. just tears his throat out with her teeth, Blech. and he dies. Blech. The girls are both now like, free us, free us. Although one of them's like, Piggy, what have you done? So even after all of this, they're yeah, like, nice. right? Mm. And so we see her cock the shotgun, raise it. We hear the girls go, no, no, what are you doing? The gun goes off. Sarah walks out of the abattoir. And then the camera pans over the girls who have been shot down. So she, she has actually just shot the rope down yeah, to let nice. the girls down. So mm. they're both lying on the floor alive and they're screaming out for help. But Sarah just walks out to the road and it has the most amazingly strange ending in which Pedro, mm. who told on her, but I mean, I guess he was he, like, it was like, you can kind of see how he was just a coward looking after himself. It wasn't because mm. he like deeply hated her. Is riding on his motorbike and it's the poster of this film where Sarah walks out completely covered in blood in a daze on the middle of this dirt road that again, looks like, a, a country bush road in Australia. Mm. And Pedro's like, what happened? Are you okay? And she's like, we need to go and get help. 
And he's like, okay, yeah, sure. Hop on the back. We'll ride into town. And then they ride into town and we watch her just sort of, I guess, processing it all as she goes in. And I think the thing that, again, wasn't in this Wikipedia synopsis, but Mm. when she finds the girls and the killer hasn't found her yet, the girls are like, we're here because of you. You could, have, you could have said you saw us, but you didn't. Where are the police? And Sarah just has this breakdown. Like, Sarah actually, like, this whole film, she's been holding yeah, it in. Wow. And she has this emotional breakdown mm. where she's like, I can't do anything right. I'm trying. But, I, like, and she's just, she's just so far gone mm. that it's like she just blames herself. And she's just like, I can't get anything right. I try, but I just keep fucking up. And it's. Just the most, like, that's the most harrowing scene of the film. Mm. And anyway, then everything happens and she manages to kill the killer. Claudia gets a hand taken off, which is kind of only fair. But everyone's sort of saved. And then she's going back into town and there's an uncertain future ahead of her. And that's the end of Piggy. I think it's pretty good, Shay. It is pretty good, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I I feel like it tickles... It does what good horror does of taking the usual, you know, that like, oh, fucking bullies, if only, nah, and then taking it to its horrific extension and really riffing in that like, yeah, okay, then, like wish fulfillment scenario, he, like, he, here it is. Um, and, yeah, um, Sarah having to then find herself in that space because, look, I was sure that the final moment would have, the piggy nickname being used again as the kind of like, despite the entire journey, hopefully it's just equipped you with, with a way to get through this or something like that. I, I, I like the ambivalent ending in that I expect the bullying will continue. Um, I like the degree of comeuppance that isn't quite like a fist in the air. of like, yeah, fuck you bullies. It's a more um, layered and subtle and sophisticated ending. Mm. Oh, like Shag, I think that's actually probably the best Spanish film of my year. That's probably top ten, uh, <laughs> top, top one. It's left to the top of the charts for me. I think it's fantastic. Oh, Pete. Well, look. Um, mm. I hope I've diverted you. Good luck tomorrow. Yeah. And please look after yourself. Fuck that, man. Just uh, four thirty a.m. club. Let's go. Influences. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see how it goes. This was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Resh's, what's up? What was that 50 Cent song? Oh, Piggy Bank. Oh, yeah. Clickety, clank, clickety, <laughs> clank. My money, money goes, goes into the, the Piggy yeah, yeah. Bank. More money, more money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Piggy, clank, clickety, clank. All right, let's go. Money goes into my...